Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Gee. How's everyone doing tonight? How's everyone's dinner? Yeah. Delicious. Their dinner is delicious. Yeah. (laughs) We are about to ruin your Your supper. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you're not done eating, finish finish. up. If you don't know, now you know. It's about to get gross up in here. (laughs) All right. Should we Mm. do this? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, my God. You are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You did good. (laughs) Giving you a pass because most of your mouths are full. You get it? You're just being polite. Yeah. (laughs) I'm Kenyon. I'm Kenyon. She always forgets. <laughs> I'm Lucy. And I'm Amanda. Woo! <laughs> and All right. That pita chip looks delectable. It does. That's, that's yeah. okay. Oh, the one that landed half in your elbow? That I one. got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keeping it warm. Dinner theater. Saving it for later. <laughs> that's the part that's in my cleavage. All right. Quick uh, round of roll call, whatever, hands. Who has never listened to the show before? Oh. Okay. A were, you, were you dragged here by a partner or did you just okay. get your social calendar really fucked up? <laughs> there were some sweet older folks downstairs that were like, is this a murder mystery dinner? We were like, kinda, but no. really not. No. no. We're like, it's a podcast. She's like, oh, what's that? I'm like, what's a you're podcast? here for the book reading downstairs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Ma'am. You do not want to Ma'am. suffer through this. Mm. Oh my All God. Right. Oh, good. Mm. Okay, well, well, as she chews, the topic tonight is very special to Cleveland because the topic is... Drew Carey crimes. (laughs) (laughs) How to choose. Mm. (laughs) The topic is leave it to Cleavers. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I we love also this. brought our cleavage. Yeah. They were like, let's wear our most cleavagey dress. And my right boob has just been out for the yeah. last <laughs> hour. So if you see it, just enjoy it. Just wave it back. Home. Don't say anything. Just enjoy yeah. it. It's yeah. a drinking game. Every time you see Amanda's areola, take a drink. Yeah. Hint, yeah. you're seeing it right now. Yeah. It's my you're whole get chest. Wasted. Tip your bartender. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> oh, speaking right. of getting wasted. Let's do it. What is our wine crime pairing for Leave It to Cleavers? Well, because this venue is so amazing for a multitude of reasons, they also already opened our wine for us. Mm-hmm. You done fucked up, music box. <laughs> Matt. We did not specify we didn't, that. We didn't specify, so we'll we'll pretend to open it together. But we are drinking the innocent bystander Sauvignon Blanc, <laughs> as many victims of cleaver hat hatchetings are innocent <laughs> bystander. It fits. Shut up, cleaver assholes. Gashings. 
Um, but we really couldn't have gotten luckier with the venue's wine selection. This is the first time in several weeks that we're not drinking like Sutter home out of a can. So yes. this is nice. Yeah. Um, yes, <laughs> which I mean, it, it has its time and place, but so does my heartburn. So um, this is a single varietal saw blanc out of Marlborough, New Zealand, one of my fave viticultural regions. Um, and speaking of viticultural regions, this viticultural region is a perfect blend of rich soil, volcanic rock, and cool ocean breezes, which allow for Sauv Blanc grapes to thrive. Um, this particular bottle has aromas of peach, lemon, and nectarine, balanced by lip smack and acidity and a touch of minerality. Gross. This for all of our <laughs> podcast fans who really care about sound quality. Stop. Mm. Stop. <laughs> it's not uh-huh. ASMR. Crimes. This baby clocks in at a perfect 13% ABV. It pairs beautifully with cheeses, spicy dishes, stolen pita, uh, chicken, fish, and God bless it, it's a crack top. It's already been cracked, but we're just going to do it together anyway. In fact, I have it right here. I'll just put it back. Do you know what to do? When I crack this, will you help me? Don't be shy, you guys. I know that this is like an elegant setting, but like... Yeah, get weird. Come on. Kenyon, you should crack your back into the microphone. (laughs) That is too risky. I can crack a knuckle. Yeah, that works. Try it. Ready? Okay, ready? Do it. Uno, dos, El Nino. Oh. Oh. Silent crack. Oh, that's disgusting. Okay, (laughs) nice crack. That was we our weirdest there. and grossest. Very one. weird. Yeah. Well, cheers, Cleveland. We're cheers. so happy to be here. Uh, yes. Cheers. Special thanks. Just kidding. All right, don't leave Mama hanging. Where's I my glass? Won't. All you right. Just do your job. I'll do mine. Meanwhile, Lucy, what is our background in God forbid psych? There better be psych. For leave it to Cleavers. Bella, if Amanda would face her screen towards oh, me. Oh, yeah, we're sharing. <laughs> I'm trying to support you with wine first. God bless Here it. Here we go. Priorities. All right. I barely need a microphone. <laughs> well, use it anyway because this is being recorded. I'm Thank aware. You. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so. There is an actual company based in Virginia called Leave It to Cleavers. What? <laughs> Look how cute their logo it's is. It's really cute. It's yeah. all our colors. It's like Nick at Night. It's, I thought you made that. <laughs> Fuck no, I didn't make this. I love it. Oh my it. god. <laughs> Uh, they specialize in metal roof and exterior house painting. Nice. Makes no sense. <laughs> nice roof. Yeah, they do a great job. They do good work. They Gorgeous. Do. Gorgeous. What? Um, and because we simply can't gloss over the hit 1950s sitcom, here we have a still from Leave It to Beaver. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for good measure, let's take a look at how hot Wally is. Yeah. <laughs> Hello? Not my type. He looks like a rapist. Mm-mm. Uh, that's no. your type. Okay, never mind. I take it all back. Yeah. yeah. I'm giving consent. Yeah. Those Hard. baby blues. Damn. Your yeah. ocean eyes. Okay. Hi, Wally. I like his sunburned lips. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of white. You know that they're peeling yeah. and that he'd let you peel some off. Oh, oh. Ew. Whatever, he, says the woman who, like, no, gets off on... Orgasm. Oh, okay. I was like, if that's... She likes to pop the pimples on her husband's back. Ick. He doesn't have very many, which sucks. 
<laughs> I do watch derma planning videos to fall asleep. Ew. Get you a man uh, with back knee, am uh, I right? Right? He looks like he was lost at sea for like a few he weeks. Does. And it forever changed him. Yeah. Yes, he's seen things he's on the other side of the ocean. Yep. Hundred yep. mile gaze. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Beaver. All right, Cleaver. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Is a large knife that varies in shape but usually resembles a rectangular bladed hatchet with a shorter handle. It's primarily used as a kitchen or butcher knife for hacking through meat and bone. Or dense foods like squash or pumpkin. (laughs) The large flat side of the blade can also be used for crushing things for food preparation like nuts or garlic. Crush your nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Chop them off. Why not? That's funny. The main distinction between a cleaver and any other type of knife is that it cleaves. Ooh. Most cleavers are cut at a relatively blunt 25-degree grind. And just for reference, most kitchen knives cut between 17 and 20 degrees. These are plastic. No. Uh, We had to fly with them. Yeah. You don't say. They look so real. (laughs) They were $4.99. TSA had questions for us. Uh, my bag has, I've gotten the little TSA search ticket every, every single time. place. A lot of wigs, a lot of Parmesan. Literally a lot of, a lot of Parmesan. <laughs> we were, people bring us Parmesan at like every live show. It's amazing. And we were having pizza in our hotel room in Detroit last night. And I had already packed. We had a really early flight. I was like ready to go. And halfway through my first flight, I was like, oh, wait. She goes, oh, wait. And I scurry over to my suitcase and pull out a thing of Parmesan. Like family-sized Parmesan. It's amazing. It was like a jug. feels like home. Yeah. They literally flagged me when I brought back all of the mega Yeah, she had to be searched. They thought it was like bomb powder. They like... Bomb powder is a thing, right? Dusted it or whatever. They dermaplaned the bottle. (laughs) Oh, my God. (sighs) Ma'am. It's been... What, 12 minutes and you've brought up derma planning twice? Yep. I just yeah, want to point and that count out. Drink. Drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Our new drinking game. Yep. Every time Kenyon brings up derma, <laughs> we're going to have to be old home. Okay. The edge of the blade can withstand multiple blows into thick meat, cartilage, bone, <laughs> plus the cutting surface beneath. Okay. <laughs> the blade is also thicker and made with a softer steel so that it doesn't buckle or fracture after repeated use. You can get a lot of a wax buck. out of each. A lot of bangs cleaver. for your buck. Mm-hmm. Yes. Culinarily speaking, the Chinese cleaver might be the most versatile in use. I think that's supposed to be this picture. There we go. It's used for every stage of food preparation from chopping firewood like for the stove, to butchering the meat, to thinly slicing the vegetables, to whittling the chopsticks. Wow. Yeah, to tenderizing the meat and even transferring the food to the plate. That's all you need. And it's not washed in between each use. Mm, Well, that's how you build up the flavor. Seasoned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like cast iron. Like a wok. Yeah. But for cutting through bone. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love Chinese food. All right. In many ways, a cleaver isn't unlike an axe or a hatchet. All of these rely on momentum and the weight of the blade to make their cuts. 
they are all essentially they all essentially cleave rather than sawing or slicing. But because of a cleaver's primary culinary purpose, it's smaller with a long blade and shorter handle for more precise cuts. Hatchets and axes, on the other hand, are primarily used for chopping wood. So let's review pop quiz. <laughs> This is a cleaver. Cleaver. That's a hatchet. Hatchet. All right. You got the hang of it. Cleaver. Mm-hmm. Hatchet. Mm-hmm. Cleaver. <laughs> hatchet. I loved that book. It was such I a good. Loved that book. So good. I think I finished it and just turned back to page oh, one the and started it again. The scene where he eats the berries and he's just sick in the cave for like two uh, days. The scene when he dives down Spoiler to alert. the plane yep. and finds the dead pilot yep. and like gets the bag with yep. the hatchet in it. Oh, mm. Obviously hatchet. the decomposition scene was my favorite. So good. <laughs> All right. So there are theories that Lizzie Borden or whoever killed her father and stepmother, mm-hmm. <clears throat> not technically solved, used a cleaver from the kitchen rather than an axe or a hatchet. So as we all recall the nursery rhymes, what was Lizzie went and got an axe and gave Lizzie her Lizzie Borden took an axe, gave her 40 father 40 wax. wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her mother 41. Or father but cleaver for, doesn't really first, I don't know. fit into The rhyme isn't the rhyme as cute as with well. cleaver. So, yeah, it's harder. Also, in the newspapers at the time, it was, like, kind of varied. Sometimes it was an axe. Sometimes it was a hatchet. Sometimes it was a cleaver. And maybe back then, language wasn't really, like, there was not really a distinction. But my vote is cleaver, and here is why. Mm. Some of the wounds um, were quite precise, such as the blow to Andrew's eye. Here we go. There's Andrew. Wolf. Okay. Oh, oh my. Mm -hmm. Enjoying your dinner? (laughs) Dessert or the flap on Abby's head. Quite precise. Nice flap. Nice flap. (laughs) Mm. So neither of these wounds had like crushed tissue around it. It was like a precise, you know. Ick. Plus some hair. It was a nice, it was a nice cleave. Nice slice. Plus some hair had been cleanly cut off, implying that a sharper tool was used. And if she, if she had used, or the, the mystery person had used a cleaver <laughs> from the kitchen, then that tool was probably like sharpened regularly right, versus right, 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 right. an axe from the barn or whatnot. Got it. A cleaver also could have been easily washed and put back into the kitchen drawer or like hung, hung up on the wall or whatever. Uh-huh. It would have been a lot um, easier it would have also been a lot easier for a smaller woman to wield than like an axe. So, got it. I'm on the cleaver train when it comes yeah. to our pal Lizzie, personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll have there'll be a vote later. Yeah, mm-hmm. there'll be a Twitter poll. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so, let's talk for a second about this guy. Our favorite. We actually, the hotel we were at in Detroit had Fago. Just Ooh. available at like their cantina. It was I like don't the know what any of Fago. this is. It's the You'll soda learn. of Juggalos. It looks You'll like Coco Pelli to me, but oh, with God. a cleaver. Well, you'll Does anyone learn. know what I'm talking about. Okay. Talking about Juggalos now. Do we have any Juggalos in the house? Anyone? Oh, there's one. Yeah. Yes. Whoop, whoop. Any white guys with dreads? <laughs> no. Okay. Good. <laughs> nice the job. The other 50% of merch sales tonight are going to an organization that fights Cuts white guys white with men's dreads. dreads. Yeah. <laughs> on the street. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Founded by us. Okay, you do you. That's fine. 
this is Hatchet Man, the icon representing psychopathic records. Oh. A label founded in 1991 in part by the hip-hop group Insane Clown Posse. I don't feel like it's appropriate that they are allowed to be labeled a hip-hop group. They're in a league of their own. They really are, and we'll get to it. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so far away, I'm so old. <laughs> Hatchet Man was created... Created from a doodle by ICP member John Kickjazz, though some reports say it was, in fact, Shaggy Too Dope. <laughs> They've Got been it. feuding ever since. What is it? Jazzy Kick Hands? What's his John? name? Jazz. <laughs> jazz Hands. Johnny Jazz Hands. Johnny Jazz Hands and Shaggy Too Stip? It was John Kickjazz and Shaggy Too Dope. I'm pretty sure one of these two is Shaggy Too Dope. There's no way to know. We'll never know. I don't want to know. There are a few (laughs) reasons why they might have been, they might have dubbed him Hatchet Man. Because he's a doctor? It could be because in the past, the phrase Hatchet Man has been used to describe a person employed to carry out an unpleasant task like a hitman or an HR rep. Oh, God. (laughs) Layoffs. (laughs) According to Will Sigler, a 41-year-old juggalo and contributor to the Detroit Metro Times Ask a Juggalo column. <laughs> Is that a recurring column? Are there enough juggalos to make? I guess are there, there are. enough questions for juggalos? Yes, that I can I think it's mostly tongue-in-cheek, but he takes his job very seriously. <laughs> oh. I have a quote. Oh, no. <laughs> So according to this man, this is what he says about Hatchet Man. It is a symbol of loyalty and looking out for the family and artists on the label cutting down anything that gets in the way as they run beneath the streets. It's a great symbol for ICP, the record label, and Juggalos in general because he's always running with his hatchet held high, almost like a salute, and moving forward towards the future, never running backwards, cutting down things that get in the way, always making epic things things happen. That's why, to me, presenting a juggalo with a hatchet or a hatchet man charm Ugh. is the highest honor a juggalo can bestow on a fellow family member. Mm. I've only given out five charms in my life. <laughs> but let's be clear, this is not a hatchet. It is a cleaver, clearly, and that is why I have included it here to flesh out my notes for this particular show. <laughs> cleaver man. God bless the juggalos. Cleaver man. God bless them. Nicely done. Thank Nicely you. done. Good job, Lucy. Right. Oh my God. Is that Jesus that juggalo? Is, yeah, Jesus he's got juggalo. a charm, too. With oh. a charm and the sacrament Fago. <laughs> His the Fago of like, Christ. Not holding it. Not even <laughs> close. Turning water into Fago. All of his fingers are in front of the can. I wish he was turning water into Fago. I like that. <laughs> Resolutions are all about you, and Brooke Linen wants to make sure you're investing in yourself this year. Your biggest self-care investment is sleep. So why not upgrade your night routine now with Brooke Linen's award-winning home essentials? Yes, if you have listened to this podcast before or for a while, you might have noticed that Brooklyn has been a sponsor for a while. Mm-hmm. And that's because we absolutely love their products, love their sheets, love their bath towels. They got candles, they got eye masks. Honestly, anything to make your home feel a little bit more luxurious. Brooklyn 
has it. Starting the year off on the right foot will set the tone for the rest of 2024, which is why you should make that betting swap that you've been thinking about. Mm-hmm. Brooklinen's bedding bundles are customizable with high-quality sheets, comforters, and more to make any room feel new for 2024. They also have, like, it se- seems like an ever-rotating selection of, like, patterns and colors. Mm-hmm. Every time I look at their website, they have something new and really cute. And on top of sheets and comforters, I really can't recommend their bath towels They're more. The best. They get softer every time you wash them. I have replaced all of my bath towels with Brooklinen, and I have no regrets. No, none. So start the year off right by investing in yourself with Brooklinen's sleep and self-care essentials. Visit in-store or online at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. And use code GALS for $20 off your order of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N dot com. Use promo code GALS for $20 off and treat your luxury. Try that. All right. Well, we're about to take a hard left turn. Bless you. uh, For my case. You are so blessed. (laughs) Um, Bless you. (laughs) In the name of the juggalo. Yeah. yeah. May the juggalo. Been anointed by Fago. Healthy. Um, Okay. So we're going to go way, way back to the year of our Lord, 2011. That's a good one. It was. It was a good vintage. In... Nottingham, England. Uh, oh. So you know what that means. Special thanks. <laughs> Special thanks. <laughs> They're English. No, I'm kidding. Um, geography. Woo! <laughs> so Nottingham we've done before, so I had to find even sillier, slightly farther away village names. Yikes. Um, so, Nottingham is, as everyone knows, north of West Leak, Sutton Bonington, <laughs> nice, and Zouch. Zouch, <laughs> zoinks, zoinks. I when will you say go to Sutton Bonington, you go Zouch. Zouch. West okay. Leak is better than South Leak. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> Back Leak, <laughs> rear Leak. Okay. Um, west of Bunny, Aww. east of Barrow Wash, where you wash, wash your, your barrels, ba- barrels, mm. your wheelbarrows, and south of Thornywood, Cuckney, Bull. and my personal favorite, Pleasely Vale. <laughs> please leave. I was going to say, please leave Vale. <laughs> But Nottingham is perhaps most famous for its role in the Robin Hood legend, uh, which is also super fitting because this case involves like robbery and economic inequality and also like a damsel in distress and also some sword play. Hatchet play. Some cleave play. It's not a hatchet. Sorry. Which I also enjoy in the bedroom. Um, Okay. Yeah, I'm taking this puppy home. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) All right, photo. So this case takes place more specifically in an area called Bestwood Estate. Bestwood is a large council estate, basically the British term for a public housing development. 
Um, the estate, which is made up of mostly semi-detached single-family homes, was built in the 1930s as part of a post-World War One, which I mistyped as post-WW exclamation point <laughs> housing policy that aimed to build homes fit for heroes. Hmm. Slide. Oh. Um, originally, Ooh. Bestwood was home Heroic. to... Yeah, it looks like Privet Drive from Harry Potter, (laughs) right? Like, exactly. It won't for long. It looks like Charlie's Street in Willy Wonka and the Mm -hmm. Chocolate Factory, Mm -hmm. where, like, the grandparents were in bed for no apparent reason for the poverty and then just jumped up. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Originally, Bestwood was home to predominantly working class families and provided good quality homes with affordable rent. But during the 1980s, the demographics of Bestwood dramatically altered and the estate increasingly became home to younger and lower income families and those with a very high rate of unemployment. Bummer. Photo. 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 There we go. Oh, God. Yeah. Took a turn. Thanks, Margaret Thatcher. Um... (laughs) Throughout the 90s and 2000s, the decline of Bestwood Estate continued and crime rates rose exponentially. Photo. That's police car. Crime rates. Their police cars look like clown cars in England. Totally. But yeah. also, this really makes me want to watch Broadchurch. Uh, yeah. And Happy Valley, which yeah. I've watched four times all the way through. Yeah. Suck yeah. Suck it. Psycho. Um, <laughs> Psycho. Um, the area became known for violent robberies, murders, and gang activity as a handful of local families began to exert control over the estate. So they got some mm. little mafia shit going down. The most prominent among these groups was the aptly named Gun Family. Oh, dear. Originally of St. Pancras Way, Dobby. Pancreas Way? <laughs> Which is just north of Lit Church, just east. No, I'm kidding. Um, but it is north of Lit Church. <laughs> and Breadstall Hilltop. Yeah. Breadstall. Yeah, and the West Meadows Industrial Estate, which what is, is wrong beautiful with you, this time of year. What is wrong with them? I like it. It also kind of looks like Little Cooter right now. <laughs> it from, totally does. Somehow I don't remember. I, think, I don't remember what it was. It we'll totally go with does. Little Cooter. Yeah. Derwent. So um, as teenagers in the late 1980s, brothers David and Colin Gunn were already carrying out burglaries within Bestwood and getting involved with more sophisticated crimes like check fraud. Ooh. The brothers gradually built up a network of associates and by the late 90s were running a large criminal operation enforced by extreme violence. They were not to be fucked with. Can't wait. Like juggalos. Um, They made money by selling drugs and other various criminal enterprises, uh, including extorting local businesses in exchange for Protection. That's so annoying because it's like we them. wouldn't need yeah protection if you guys would fuck off. Right. We were fine. Yeah. No, that's Thanks, though. how the mob works. Yeah. 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 The mafia. Yeah. They Textbook. Weren't, they weren't reinventing the wheel here. The brothers quickly gained a reputation for ruthlessness. Colin was known to punish those who displeased him. Displeasedly veiled him. Great. <laughs> By holding down their hands and smashing their fingers with a hammer. Yikes. Yeah. Which yeah. <laughs> yeah. is a very expressive yeah. audience oh. member. Going, oh. Get them 
have a mic. Yeah. That's our soundboard for the rest of the night. We have a new Scott. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But we're going to move on because we're not in Hammerland. We're in Cleveland. Um, Got it. The guns were sometimes referred to as the Bestwood Cartel or the Godfathers of Nottingham. And they weren't subtle about it. Colin Gunn drove a white Porsche with a vanity plate that just read power. (laughs) I tried to find a photo and sadly could not. Subtle. Yeah. Yeah. Power. Driving around in this this. neighborhood. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh. I hate him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, the Gunn family also gained a reputation as protectors of the estate. And it was not uncommon to hear residents say that the guns were doing more than the police to keep them safe from random crime and violence. And that's the gun family, not the guns mm-hmm. keeping Not them guns. safe from random crimes. I'm sure the guns had a lot of guns mm-hmm. and also cleavers. Um, and hammers. Yeah. Basically, if you were like a business owner, you fucking hated them. But if you were just a, civilian. a random person yeah. on the street not fucking up their shit, you didn't really have an issue with them. Until they decided to threaten you. Right. Yeah. For funsies. Um, the guns encouraged loyalty. They were known to do things like mail birthday cards full of cash to elderly residents uh, who were on pensions um, and put on holiday firework displays for the neighborhood kids. Oh, just They're like basically, ISIS. Yeah. The yeah. Minneapolis Parks Board. Yeah. <laughs> or ISIS. Or ISIS. Yeah. One in the same. Yeah. Somewhere in the middle. They (laughs) straddle that line. (laughs) It's a fine one. Uh, Colin especially styled himself as a sort of Robin Hood character with his white Porsche. Um, Yeah, what the fuck? (laughs) And finger smashing. Uh, He contained multitudes. Um, The guns continued to rule Bestwood with an iron fist throughout the early 2000s, and law enforcement had virtually no power in the area. Some local police were even being paid by the family to not just look the other way, but also directly assist in the criminal operations. So shit was getting bad. Mm -hmm. Real corrupt. Um, And those few officers who weren't being paid off by the guns, who either hadn't been approached yet or like weren't high up enough yet to matter or had some integrity, um, were reportedly afraid to even set foot on the estate. They were like, nah, we don't go to that shadowy place, Simba. Great. No. Uh, the situation continued until 2006 when an, an elaborate top secret undercover operation finally succeeded in arresting and jailing the brothers. David got nailed for amphetamine possession and Colin for terrible taste in cars <laughs> and also conspiracy to murder and police corruption. Nice. Whatever. And public urination. Yeah. (laughs) Just for fun. And unpaid parking. (laughs) Unpaid parking tickets. Just for funsies. Yeah. Um, Even after the Gun Brothers were jailed, however, Bestwood remained a dangerous and unstable place to live, just like Wisconsin. Uh. Arguably even more unstable in some ways because... Now the guns aren't like the top dog is gone. So then, like, all the shitheads try to compete to be the top dog or yeah. whatever. You've watched The, top the Wire. Gun. You know. 
Um, so after the guns were arrested, <laughs> there were riots on the estate to get them let out of prison. Wow. <laughs> and like if they had only been held by the local police, they might have been let out of prison. Right. But it was a national raid, so not it happening. Work. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Menly strongly sus- suspected that Collins still exerted influence from prison, perhaps even over members of the local police. So people still weren't like, yay, law and order. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so there's this power vacuum, and Bestwood retains its reputation for extremely violent crime. Then, in 2011... Xiaopeng Wang, a 33-year-old taxi driver, who I'm assuming from his name is of Chinese descent, but I couldn't find out very specific information about the Wang family. He's Irish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You Rude. never know. He could, I mean, he could be. I don't know. Um, but I couldn't even find out his wife's name. Fucking patriarchy. So um, he was living with his wife. And Eurocentric young- <laughs> fucking patriarchy. <laughs> yeah. It's global. It's the most chic kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he was living with his wife and young daughter in a house in Bestwood Estate. It's also unclear from the news coverage uh, of this story what Xiaopeng and his wife's relationship to Bestwood was, how long they'd lived there, if they had family there, if they grew up there, or if they'd just moved there. I don't know. Uh, but it was a relatively cheap place to live. He, They were on a single income. They had a young child. They're just, they're just folks trying to get by. Mm-hmm. Regardless, it is clear that Xiaopeng and his wife were not part of the criminal element of the estate, part of the 1%. Uh, they were good, hardworking people and, uh, you know, just working class, living their lives. Mm-hmm. In the early morning hours of March 31st, 2011, 32-year-old Stephen Shaw and his 21-year-old brother, Craig Shaw. Ooh. This is Craig. Stephen looks exactly the same. Where have all your eyebrows gone? Give me a he pale. <laughs> he is pale. Yeah. His I, ears are sharp too. It's, it's England, man. They His not ears get a lot of days of sunshine. Sharp. No. So uh, these Ooh. two fuckers broke into the Wong's home. Stephen and Craig are a new pair of criminal brothers. They are not the Gun Brothers, mm-hmm. but they are benefiting from the power vacuum left in the wake of the Gun Brothers. The and Dyson power vacuum. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Vanity Lucy's power. Prized possession. Got oh my it. God, I love my Dyson. <laughs> <laughs> Quick pause for a personal endorsement. Cleavers brought to you by Dyson. Dyson. <laughs> if my house were on fire... I would abandon my husband to save himself and get the Dyson. Get it out first. And the cats? And your cats, yeah. Followed by the cats. <laughs> you would suck the cats up with yeah, the Dyson yeah, and kill just by the tail. Most right? of just my like, cats are in the Dyson because yep. of all the fur I suck up. Yep. I could yep. probably just clone them from like whatever's in there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> See what I did there? So oh, God. All I'm right. amazing. So these petty criminals, the Shahs, um, are the type of random crime that residents were like, the Gun Brothers used to keep riffraffling you out. Mm -hmm, And then meanwhile, the Shahs are thinking that they're going to be the next white Porsche drivers. The next Shahs of Sunset. Yeah. (laughs) So good. Watch Bravo. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, okay, Stephen and Craig Shaw are some unsavory with a U fucking blokes. The Shaw bros were not specifically targeting the Wongs on the night that they broke into their home. Um, but it wasn't a random target either. Mm. So uh, the most plausible theory is that they'd actually meant to break into the home of someone they knew who owed them money, but they literally got the address wrong. A couple of bright boys. <laughs> um, it's 2011. You have MapQuest. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> once they burst through the door in the middle of the night and realized it was a lovely Chinese family and not the dude that owed them money, right. they were like, oh, well, fuck it. We're just going to keep robbing you of whatever you've got anyway. We're here. Yeah, we're here. I'm not going to turn around. <laughs> um, so what is known is that the Shaw brothers were strangers to the Wongs and that they broke into their home, woke the family in the middle of the night, demanding money, screaming, waving weapons. The Wongs didn't have much cash because they fucking knew where they lived and mm -hmm. who's about to keep cash in Bestwood. Um, and then the furious Shaws proceeded to inflict a brutal and terrifying ordeal on the family. Oh, no. It's going to sound really dark. But it's this is case. a cleaver show. But Beaver cleavers. It redeems itself. So <laughs> while demanding cash, Craig Shaw, this looker, mm -hmm. Repeatedly bludgeoned the father, Xiao Peng, uh, with a wheel brace, which is British for tire iron. Oh, okay. Oh. Got it. Yeah. That metal Those bar thingy. They used to change tires, and by Lifts. you, I mean not me. Torches. Yeah. The loo. <laughs> with a U. But even. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Bubblers? That's Hate Wisconsin. It. Oh. Hate it. That's not England? I think it's just Wisconsin. Oh. And New England. But not lollipops. England. Freaks. It is Whatever. lollipops. It's not suckers. That's gross. Anyway, okay, continue. Well, you're a sucker Stop. for thinking that. Um, <laughs> so funny. So they're hitting Xiao Peng in the face like I want to do. Right? Not kidding. Way um, to change the subject. <laughs> and the multiple brutal blows to the head left blood streaming down the man's face. Duh. As Craig was attacking Xiao Peng, Stephen went after his wife, who was attempting to protect the couple's two-year-old daughter. Oh, I don't like that. And he punched her repeatedly, the mom, while she's holding the hysterical toddler in her arms. Ugh. And like Jesus yanking shit. her head back by the hair and Jesus. forcing her to watch as her husband's getting beaten up. And are, are they trying to kill them or just beat them and rob them? Well, they're probably on drugs, like probably amphetamines and... Something that makes you pale. He was bathed in cocaine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Rolled in it like a pre-fried chicken thigh. <laughs> that is exactly what he mm -hmm. looks like. Yep. Dipped in it's eggs. It's shaking bacon. I help. Dredged in cocaine. <laughs> oh my I would God. eat that fried chicken though. Absolutely. <laughs> Go back for seconds. Did you see that dumb bitch on the internet? It was like, why didn't anyone ever tell me about extra rare chicken? And she had like taken like a chicken filet and just like, like, Seared it. Yeah, exactly. And then was eating it. <laughs> Enjoy your diarrhea, young lady. Salmonella. You're going to be shitting through a screen door. 
Have fun. I'm surprised she was alive to tweet. I know. It's the rare it was chicken like diet. Mid meal, and then she got all of the. Oh, it's so, so I love the internet. Okay. Yuck. Um. Okay. So, this is why I chose this for a live show. Somehow, in the midst of this horrific attack, Xiao Peng was able to scramble free from Craig and race to the flat's kitchen. Yes. I like where this is going. There, he grabbed a hold of a large classic meat cleaver. Uh huh. That's the Chinese kind. This one's mine. Not the Chinese kind, but this is a classic Eurocentric kind with Chinese lettering. Then he darted back into the room where his wife was still being attacked by Stephen. And he struck Stephen in the motherfucking skull. Yes. And then once in the dick for good measure. Yeah. If only. Oh, my God. Take that, you raw chicken breast, (laughs) son of a bitch. (laughs) You uncooked son of a bitch. Chicken strips now, bitch. Um, The blow from the cleaver caused sharp force trauma, which is the more rarer cousin of blunt force trauma. Sharp force trauma. The college-educated cousin of blunt force trauma. (laughs) The one your mom always reminds you about on Christmas. Why can't you be more like sharp? <laughs> Blunt. Dr. You call Sharp. yourself a force trauma. <laughs> no force trauma on mine. Not in my house. You're a stain on the force trauma family. <laughs> this got weird. We think we're funny. It's <laughs> got really weird. The wine's kicking in, folks. And like past trauma of our own. <laughs> Manifesting. So after the Cheers. police... <laughs> After the police finally arrived, and it did take them a while because they were like, who's dead? Where? Oh. Um, Let the guns handle it. Oh, wait. They're in jail. We'll be there in an hour. (laughs) Can we pick you up anything from the store on the way? From London? Because that's where we're at. Yeah. So Stephen was taken to the hospital where he soon died from his injuries. And don't feel bad about him. He sucks. Mm -hmm. Toxicology (laughs) reports later found cocaine (laughs) and alcohol in the Shaw's systems. I'm shocked. What? What? I'm shocked. (laughs) So the entire terrifying encounter between the Shaw brothers and the Wong family lasted less than 15 minutes. So Xiao Peng fucking swung into action. Swung into action. <laughs> um, Xiao Peng's ability to get his hands on the cleaver and the blow that he struck Stephen put an end to what have, could have very easily been a senseless and fatal attack on his innocent family. Yeah. Aftermath. So the police initially launched a murder inquiry and arrested Mr. and Mrs. Wong. No. I smell no. racism. Yeah. yeah. Um, but thankfully, uh, this was quickly dropped uh, as a line of investigation, and the killing was declared a justifiable act of self-defense. Mm-hmm. Duh. Good, good, for sure. 
A spokesperson for the Crown Prosecution Service stated, in this case, the CPS accepted that the householder had acted in self-defense and that the correct course of action was to proceed with charges of aggravated burglary against the intruder, the surviving intruder, Mm -hmm. and to take no further action against the householder. Good. Thank God. All right. Craig Shaw. Smug. Ugh. The other one looks like, who's that actor? Well, hold on. That's not Steven. I'm getting to who that guy with the well, they're lips both that just don't quit. In lips, lips guy looks like with God, BJ lips over here. He looks like Magic Mike rode hard and put away. Yes. What's the other one, though? I don't know. The other actor? Yeah, what's the only other actor? No. Kind of a little Tom Hardy vibe, but also that guy from Happy Valley. Who has seen it? I'm going to oh do God. some Googling. No one? Great. <laughs> this is a Micro, fucking nightmare. Microblading okay. Happy Valley. She lives out of the country. I'm so. Googling right. weird looking actor and seeing what I get. Oh, okay. specific. Okay. So I'm going to get there. Craig Shaw. Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Marty Feldman. <laughs> oh, my God. Craig Shaw pled guilty to aggravated burglary and was sentenced to eight and a half years in prison. A third man, this guy, Daniel Vincent Miller, lips of no, li- aka lips. lips of no fixed abode, did not participate in the attack on the Wongs, but instead waited outside as the getaway driver. Amanda's fully googling weird actors and like scrolling, scrolling through the images. Gary Busey. Yeah. Ron Perlman. Oh my oh, god. Guy. Andre the Giant. You're yeah. not gonna find him. I know. It's gonna come to me in the middle of the night. I'm oh. gonna be really upset. Yeah. Martin Landau. <laughs> the other Trump's Blanche. <laughs> Who's the vampire <laughs> Trump? Okay. Eric. I'll be over yeah. here. Oh, okay. <sighs> Um, okay, so this other guy, Lips, is the getaway driver. He also pled guilty to burglary and was sentenced to just three years in prison. So he's been out for a long time, for show. And it's probably single. Um, <laughs> during the sentencing hearing for Craig Shaw and Daniel Miller, the judge, Justice Butterfield, we can only assume... <laughs> declared that Xiaopeng had been fully entitled to pick up the cleaver and defend his family, saying, it is difficult to imagine a more terrifying prospect for a young couple in bed in their house with their two-year-old child than to hear and see two men breaking into their home and then attacking them in this vicious way. They must have been absolutely terrified. And he also made clear that the death of Stephen Shaw in no way mitigated the severity of the brother's crime. Are you just projecting the- Ethan Hawke? Yes. That's who he looks like to you me. You Googled weird looking actor for he's Ethan Hawke. I think he's weird looking. I think he's weird looking. I finally found him by remembering the only movie Great I could remember that he was in. I Googled vampire blood bank movie. <laughs> <laughs> Daybreakers. It's the only thing I can remember. His I would have Googled that guy that looks like that guy that but was in salmon fishing in the Yemen. Right, right. Yeah. But I could blood bank movie. Right. Cool. Ethan Hawke got yeah. there. Is got there. anyone following this? <laughs> okay, two people. Yeah. All right. Thank Three. you. Okay. Thank you. God, Thank yikes. You. So 
The Wong family did not spend another night in their home, just like we will not be invited back to the music box supper. Not even, <laughs> not this not even once. You just wait. We haven't gotten to my case yet. Oh, my we're not going to be invited back. <laughs> <laughs> the next slide, people. Just wait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so the Wongs did not return to their home in Bestwood. Uh, they were initially moved to a secret location by the police and then eventually left the area altogether and a spoke person for the Nottingham police stated that the family was very traumatized and left the whole region yeah. in search of a fresh start. Which, Can you like, blame them? Ethan yeah. Hawke broke into their house and tried to beat yeah. the shit out of it. Fucking crazy. No, he did You're not Robert it. Downey Jr. What are you doing in my house? Um, Somebody did. He didn't break in though, right? Ethan Hawke didn't. Ethan Hawke was waiting outside. He was yeah, he waiting outside. It was Shake and Bake and he helped. Yeah. Shake and Bake did it. <laughs> He helped. Shake and Bake died. Mystery man. Shake and Bake lived. Shake and Bake's brother, Shake and Bake 2, died. Oh, yeah. Lips was the driver. Yeah. Lips power driver. We yeah. got there. I yeah. should have made a chart. Is anyone following? <laughs> <laughs> so Xiao Peng acted heroically and clearly did what he thought in the moment would pr- protect his wife and daughter. <laughs> but this law-abiding family were also living in an environment that was pretty lawless. Um, so he's acting out of instinct and also like he knows that law enforcement doesn't go to this place. So right. he had to he's, it's every man for himself. take care yeah. of business. Yeah. As for Bestwood Estate, police announced just last year that they still considered themselves to be, quote, engaged in a battle to claw back the area from the waning influence of the Gun Brothers. Oof, eight years later. So it's going great. <laughs> Glow up. <laughs> and between April and August of 2018, officers made 52 arrests, seizing stores of both drugs and guns, not human guns, gun mm-hmm. guns, mm-hmm. Um, targeting those who claim to operate under the gun's name. Guns, under guns. The gun. Guns and sons, guns. <laughs> Son of a gun, gun store. <laughs> um, Son by, of a gun, guns and more. <laughs> simply guns it. and nuts. Um, <laughs> so, guns are us. Okay. <laughs> okay. That exists, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. But by all accounts, the America. influence of the Gun Brothers' many years in power and their legacy of violence continue to grip this community, but at least thanks to the common kitchen cleaver. Mm-hmm. Xiao Peng Wang and his wife and daughter were able to d- escape with their lives. Everybody's going to go invest in one of these. Mm-hmm. But like a real one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One yeah. of those. Do not attempt to save your family with a plastic $4.99 cleaver. No, go all. down to kitchen window and get you something nice. Mm-hmm. Y'all, oil-based CBD does not mix well with our water-based bodies. So if you're a CBD person like me, you might be absorbing as low as 6% of the CBD on the label of what you're using. And we don't want to be operating at 6% this year. No, we do not. Next Evo Naturals developed a clinically tested water-soluble form of CBD, and their gummies and capsules are proven to work faster and absorb four times better than oil-based products. I am so in love with with Next Evo CBD products, I use both their like stress gummies and their sleep gummies. Mm. I use them every single day. They got a topical <laughs> lotion. Oh my God, the lotion. 
Get out of here. I'm obsessed. The sleep gummies help me so much with falling asleep, staying asleep. They have this really nice balance with melatonin. I just feel like much more refreshed when I get up the next day. Yes. So Amanda loves the gummies and the lotions. You can also get your CBD in a variety of convenient options from Next Evo, including also capsules and dissolvable powders. Mm-hmm. You also should probably try their strongest gummy ever. They have a new extra strength daily wellness CBD gummy. Mm-hmm. And you know you can trust Nexevo because they have the data to back this up. Their products are proven to absorb four times better than most oil-based products. And they work fast with absorption starting in just 10 minutes. So you're looking for relief? You're going to find relief. So leave oil behind and start the year with more effective and fast-acting CBD from Next Evo Naturals. Get 25% off by using code GALS at nextevo.com. That's 25% off at nextevo.com with promo code GALS and treat your wellness. Try that. So hold on to your tits and asses because this one is fucking ghoulish. <laughs> she thick. Oh, yeah. We open with the charming Joe Metheny's own words. <laughs> Joe Methamphetamine. Joe Methamphetamine. Quote, oh it all started back in July of 1994. This is him speaking. Imagine you that mall moving. this for a live show sure at a supper club. Cleavers. Like, you know those old internet, vi- well, not old, but those internet videos where it's like, Watch closely, and then all of a sudden, like a ghoul pops out, <laughs> yeah. and scares the fuck out of you. Yeah, and also he kind of looks like a juggalo out of makeup. Yeah, it all circles back. His teeth are, are jagged, broken glass. I'm yeah, pretty sure. you might find out why shortly. Oh, okay. um, I, again, these are his own words. <clears throat> it all started back in July of 1994. I was at work. I was a truck driver. I was working overtime this one night. Then I got off and went home as I always did. But when I opened the door and turned on the light, I noticed there was nothing there. My old lady had taken everything, including my son, and left me. Her leaving was not my problem, but she took my six-year-old son with her. She was a crack addict and a worthless piece of shit. His words, not mine. I would have paid her to get out of my life. All she had to do was take my son over to my mother's house, and she could have had had everything else and be gone. I found out about six months later that she had moved on to the other side of town with some asshole that had her out selling her ass for drugs. So, sex work. What? What do you need? The wine? Okay, use your words. Film. Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt you. It's fine. <laughs> um, ba, 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 ba. Um, they got busted for drugs and they took my son away from them for child neglect and child abuse. I had no chance of going to social services and trying to get my son back due to my past criminal record. Shocking. So I took it upon myself with the hatred I had for these two who lost my son to go looking for them. I had found out from someone that they were going under that bridge. We'll see that bridge later. Wait, so... His wife takes his son and he's... Yeah, his ex-wife takes his son and he's like... I wasn't going to watch him, but my mother would have watched right. him. He didn't want to lose custody is what it sounds like. Right. But then. If he even knows what that word means. He knows that he can't legally keep his son, but, but he's willing see, to super illegally murder people, but not illegally take care of his son. Right. I don't think the M word has come up yet. 
Well, I well, mean, read the room. Look at it's pretty heavily implied. <laughs> yeah. He, it, this is a revenge story. He's pissed because she took his son. No, I get it. CPS took their son, and because if he had, if she had at least left and dropped the son off with his mom, he could have gotten his son back. Right, 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 right. Whatever. Keep up. Um, ba, 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 ba. I went under that bridge looking for them. They were not there, but the two, but the two homeless motherfuckers they got high with were down there. They were passed out on some old stinking mattress, and that's where they were when I left, except they were dead from being chopped up. <laughs> he what spins, did they do? He, it escalates quickly. <laughs> he spins a Buried the lead. Tale. Yeah. Really going into detail on the mattress. These are the, the opening statements of <laughs> Joe Metheny, serial killer, murderer, rapist, and cannibal, in his confession upon being apprehended by police after a rampage that Metheny says left 10 dead, though he was unable to be convicted of most of these murders due to lack of evidence, as in <laughs> there were no bodies, hang on for that, in a few. Everyone's done eating, right? Who yeah. had the pulled pork? Yeah. <laughs> I have that as a joke written in my notes, oh. so if you could shut your fucking mouth, that'd be great. Fine. Um, You're welcome. Joe Metheny claimed that his mother was dead and that he had grown up homeless, but Metheny's mother vehemently disputes the claim that she is dead, which checks out since she is alive enough to dispute it. <laughs> as well as that Joe grew up destitute. While she admits to their poverty, she worked as a waitress, bartender, worked her ass off, and food truck driver, and insists that they never went hungry. Uh, quote, he was smart and had a good childhood. If he was neglected, it was his own fault. Preach. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that under normal circumstances, but again, this motherfucker, oh he was he not was neglected. neglected it was He's eaten just fine. <laughs> Damien well, Faye, if he was neglected, it was his own yeah, fault. This is Lucy's future son. <laughs> under the wrong what? circumstances. Under the wrong circumstances. She called him Damien Faye. It triggered a whole mean thing. I'm sorry. It's going to be fine. Just pay attention to your kids. You're going to be fine. Um, anyway, so... You imply plural children, yeah, which is hilarious. That's true. That's true. But isn't it like... Aren't, don't only childs end up creepier anyway, mm. usually? Yeah, but the earth is dying and we don't need more strain on our that's resources. Very true. So like, that's very true. Whatever. I'll take I'm a selfish bitch part. over, you know, whatever. Um, he was smart. He had a good childhood. If he was neglected, it was a fault. Uh, it was a pretty good home, she said. Methany claims to have gained a heroin addiction while serving a tour in Vietnam, though again, his mother had no recollection of him serving in Vietnam. <laughs> and by the time he even joined the army in 1973, involvement in Vietnam had basically ended. So there's yeah. no fucking way that he even did that. Anyway, I my mom died while I was addiction a man. during a layover in, in Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> yes, Bullspurs. <laughs> anyway, flat feet. Um, what isn't in dispute, however, is Metheny's life living amid vagrant camps. Though he kept a steady job as a forklift driver and was described as quote well-spoken, intelligent, and well-mannered by coworkers. This guy. Um, he spent nearly all of his paycheck on heroin, crack, and Southern comfort. Oh, yum, yum. Soko and lime was my shot for many years. Oh, 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 mm, delish. And then I had another round of Soko and lime for funsies at a bowling alley in Blaine, Minnesota. Beautiful Blaine, Minnesota. Minnesota. It was a rough night. I'm going to throw up, you guys. Yeah, I know. Mm. In 1994, authorities say Metheny, then known as Tiny, (laughs) 
as he was 6'1 and 450 pounds. You know, neglected. Yeah. Was working in a pallet factory in beautiful Baltimore. Methany ran into trouble with his girlfriend and began hunting for her whereabouts in a fit of anger after she absconded with his child and her continued involvement in drugs and sex work caused their son to be taken into the custody of the state, as we discussed. Methany came upon Randall Brewer and Randy Piker, Randall and Randy, two homeless addicts he knew to be associates of his girlfriend. Also a songwriting duo. Yep. Singer-songwriters, Randall and Randy. Holland Oates. Holland Oates. Um, and chopped the men to death with an axe and hid the bodies in the river. Chopping to death mm-hmm. is so fun. visual. Yeah. If you're you motivated, can it. you can, you can cut, cut a chicken. chicken. Well, a cleaver cleaves, cuts through bone. Mm-hmm. It, the, I, it wouldn't be that hard, I don't think. Probably not. In the same location, under the bridge. Actual bridge. <laughs> Is that the That's actual the bridge, bridge, or is that just an actual bridge? It's the bridge, but I thought that fun, that picture was amazing. I didn't even add actual bridge. I wish <laughs> I was. Found I found she it like found that. It. I wish I had the comedic genius to add actual bridge. <laughs> so good. I was, I was sitting next to you when you found this photo. I thought it was just an actual bridge. <laughs> I, was I was just like, laughing wow. to myself at the airport this morning. <laughs> so they were hacked up under there? Yes. And thrown into this river. Wow. Methany says he lured in a woman who also often used crack with his girlfriend after she, to his thinking, feigned ignorance of her whereabouts. Methany flew into a rage, raped and killed the woman and put her in some nearby bushes before luring another woman to the same spot and repeating the heinous cycle. Yeah, so, so he's definitely all about finding the, the truth. Right, exactly. Yeah. So he set out trying to find his ex and his kid and is now just to, murdering random yeah. innocent people. He wanted to fuck up his ex and her new beau and just instead got distracted and, and killed a bunch of people. Yeah, As man. one does. Um, a local homeless man oversaw the second murder and Methany chased him down and, quote, laid his head open with a pipe. Ooh. What had begun as a search for revenge had turned into a grotesque frenzy with Methany confessing to five murders that same night, like specifically within the span of seven hours. So is he's averaging a lot per hour. That's, is that wow. a spree? Is that uh, yeah. technically a spree? Killer? Oh, it's gotta be, because it's oh, over it's over yeah. four, right? Over I don't even know. I don't Whatever. know. It's a lot. Sounds like a fucking spree. Sounds like a spree. Yeah. Quote, my murder rampage started out as revenge, but ended up as a passion for the taste of blood and the overwhelming sense of power one gets for taking the life of another, the killer would later state. Power. 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 Joe was later arrested after the axe he had used was stolen and used to settle a dispute in the nearby homeless encampment via murder. So it was getting around. Oh my God. Wait, this was an axe and not a cleaver? There are cleavers later. Oh, this is a fucking blockbuster. You can't just borrow a deadly weapon and use it in a... Oh my God. Says who? Uh, yeah. It's do you e- make the rules? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I it's do. More, it's economical Miss to share your Chris. tools. <laughs> you and your I didn't even wash it in between murders, am I right? Um, the police con- connected him to the murders of Randall and Randy as their bodies were found the same day, but an unfortunate lack of material evidence saw Methany go free. Methany convinced his boss to give him his job back, which gained Joe <laughs> access to a quiet, secluded property at the end of, an, of a long, dead-end road all night long. He could, oh like, sleep in this trailer God. whenever he wanted. This is... This is... Deeply disturbed. Well, this is reality. It was, quote, perfect for what I wanted to do, Joe said. 
In scrapbooking. S- yeah. <laughs> mahjong. Yes. In my privacy. Erotic mahjong. Erotic mahjong. Perfect for my Etsy business. Mm. Mm. Making my wood signs. Anyway, in separate <laughs> incidents, Joe Metheny, his giant, this giant hideous ghoul of a man, Lord Cat, there, yeah, there he this is. This one. In case we forgot, it's this giant it's hideous him. ghoul of a man. Seared into my memory. Yeah. Pan seared into my memory. <laughs> Kathy, uh, Lord Kathy Ann Magaziner and Kimberly Ann Spicer to the property. He had lured the women to his to this factory and the property he lived on with drugs and alcohol, murdered them, and set to a new method to hide the bodies. This is hideously where the cleaver comes in. Yes, finally. Well, I killed and butchered their bodies up. I cut the meat up and put it in some Tupperware bowls, then put it in a freezer. I buried the remains in several shallow graves in a little woods behind the company. Over the next couple weeks, on the weekends, I opened up a little open pit beef stand. <laughs> yes. I had real roast beef and pork sandwiches. Oh, that and why not? So they good. were very good. Southern barbecue sandwiches and, and pork really tacos. Hungry. The human body taste was very similar to pork. If you mix it together, no one can tell the difference. I've heard that. Show heard of that. hands, who did have the pork tacos or the barbecue pork bowl tonight? Literally. Yeah. yeah. Someone goes, woo! <laughs> 50% lean human meat. Also, who has that much Tupperware lying around? Like this guy. I was, I was a little impressed that he, went he to had Costco. much Tupperware, he went to, Costco. to be honest. And not only has that much Tupperware lying around, but ha- has that much... Bottoms and lids. Yeah. I always mismatch the bottoms and lids. There's no way not. It's like the same little elf that steals your sack. Yeah. Is stealing the Tupperware. Turns out there's a compartment underneath your lint trap in your dryer where like that's where those fucking socks are. I think that's a myth, though. No, I saw it on YouTube. Did you see it in your own dryer? I might have dreamt it. No. Yeah. <laughs> then it's not real. I don't have a screwdriver. <laughs> but you do have an axe. I have a cleaver. A Nailed one. it. Joe Metheny sold human meat mixed with regular barbecue at his small stand for weeks until running out and going back on the hunt for more. Next slide. You think that you're doing a good thing. <laughs> Flavor Town. Guy Fieri was probably quoted as saying, quote, holy stramboli. <laughs> this food truck is a real trip to Flavor Town. They make porchetta that you won't forget. I could put this on a flip flop and it would taste good. I also spent the afternoon Googling real Guy Fieri quotes. <laughs> Oh my God, Guy Fieri regrammed us the other day, yeah. and I was so excited. And I was tweeted sweating. us. Yeah, you Ooh, have like a Twitter romance us? with him. Yeah, he tweeted the same meme that we posted. Oh God, the sal- Stephen Avery Flavor Town meme. It's so good. Making a hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. On December 8th, 1996, Metheny brought a woman to the pallet factory named Rita Kemper, who he had befriended during uh, cocaine and crack binges. Hold on, wait. He has a patch on his flame shirt that says Johnny Garlic. Yeah. Qu- I don't understand the question. Uh, There's no uh, way to know. Uh, okay. He can, he can do and wear what clearly whatever he wants. <laughs> 
He does not have a personal stylist. Okay. Uh, okay. That he answers my question. First, he's an authentic person. He follows his gut. What yeah. can we say? His gut first. Mm-hmm. Um, after refusing sex with Methany, fucking obviously, Rita was attacked and beaten. Fighting for her life, she struggled loose and fled the factory, but found it to be totally enclosed in an eight-foot chain-link fence topped <gasps> with barbed wire. Holy nope. shit. Literal nightmares. Nope, 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 nope. Methany caught Rita, literal nightmare, and dragged her back to his trailer in a rage, continu- continuing the nightmare. Quote, I'm going to kill you and bury you in the woods with the other girls, Methany said as he tore her clothes off in the next slide it's not her but these are like the shallow graves in the woods that he was referring to that's that just searching. clothes that's not a body yeah right? those are just clothes but this is them searching in that area um but rita kemper was a motherfucking survivor Ooh, she's yeah. not gonna give up she's not gonna stop mm-hmm. she gonna keep fighting to the left to the left yep everything he owns in a box to the left she fought loose again, slipped past Methany, wriggling out a bathroom window and fled back into the factory yard. This time she scaled a stack of pallets and drug herself over the barbed wire, escaping into the woods and later to a road where a passing truck driver picked her up and took her to the police. Yes, fucking Quint. Yeah. Oh yeah, Woo! seriously. I'd be like, just kill me and eat me. That's too much parkour. I can't do that shit. <laughs> Parkour. It's exercise. <laughs> I'm just, I'm dead. I'm getting some, uh, who is that girl with her arms cut off? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah the hitchhiking. Mary. Yeah, yep, Mary. yep, 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 yep. Damn. I can't remember her How last name. How am I forgetting her name? Someone in this room knows it. V- Mary Vincent. Mary yeah, Vincent. Mary Vincent. We got yes. there together. Um, Methany was caught. And when police, knowing this massive man by reputation, went to apprehend him, they expected a fight, but he gave in quietly. Quote, I'm very sick, probably from all the human meat. Um, he told officers as he was taken <laughs> into custody. In 1997, Methany was tried and convicted of kidnapping and attempted sexual assault on Rita Kemper and given 50 years in prison. He was sentenced to death for the murder of Kimberly Lynn Spicer, though the sentence was commuted to another life sentence later. He was also convicted of the murder of Magaziner, whose body had to be identified from dental records. Never fun. Poor baby. Methany never really admitted any remorse other than not getting to kill his girlfriend and the man she moved in with. Due to his ADHD. Right. Who he had set out to kill originally and just got distracted. Fuck. He was was, hungry. He was starving. (laughs) He was found dead in his prison cell. Bang. uh, At the Western Correctional Institution in Cumberland, Maryland, 5,000 miles west of Peniston. Mm-hmm. How'd he die? On, I don't know. He died of being disgusting. Um, <laughs> All uh, the like cells of the people he'd ingested came back just attacked just, his insides. Yeah. 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 It was that, what, what's that brain disease? Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. What's it called? Matt, well, no, not, the, there's a different one that's, that's specifically from human meat. Different prion human disease. It's like, it's like Corlokai Chrysler 300M? Yeah. Yeah. Two yep. zoos. Got it. Chrysler 300 cry on. really scene. tired. We had a really early um, flight, you guys. He was 62 when he croaked and nobody fucking cared. Um, from the end of his confession, quote, well, that's my story. Horrible, but true. Sorry, there he is being arrested. Um, so the next time you're riding down the road and you happen to see an open pit beef stand that you've never seen before, make sure you think about this story before you take a bite of that sandwich. Also, nope. you should pull over and support local businesses. Nope. Get the chicken. You're fine. <laughs> oh, and that's 
my case. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Our production manager is Andrea Gardner. For photos and sources, check out our blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can follow us on all the socials at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support, and get access to all sorts of wine-fueled bonus content, visit our Patreon page. Cheers!